0: hey boo friends it's your girl maria the spiritual homegirl we're back with episode 328 of the spiritual homegirl podcast now before we get started y'all know i can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening so thank you for listening boo friend out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land since 2016 you have lent me your ears and i really appreciate that So, we are on episode 328. It is a blessing to have over 300 episodes to share with everyone, to help people go from scorned and self-loathing to healthy and happy. It is an honor to um, have you all tap in with me. So, first things first. I have been... I mean, if you've been following me for forever, you know that I am a love warrior. I love love, not just romantic love, but all things love energy. And I decided to do a... 10-minute free love meditation that can be implemented as a daily practice to help people shift their mindsets and to prepare to welcome all kinds of love energy into their life now if you would like that love meditation click the link in my show notes to download that instant meditation and to put that into practice as soon as possible so my 30-day content street that i talked to y'all about a few weeks ago has gone pretty well And I'm really great to have connected with uh, new people across all platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And I look forward to doing another 31-day streak very soon. I might just start it tomorrow, honestly. We'll see. Um, But I am very blessed, like I said, to have all these different ideas. Like, someone asked me where I get my wisdom from. And I'm like, man, have you not been in with me for the last seven years? I have lived some life, Okay. I have lived a lot of life, whether I've lived it firsthand or whether I've helped people through it or whether I didn't help nobody through it, I've seen it happen. So it's been a lot of life and I've been able to find inspiration in so many different things. And it's been, like I said, an honor to share this with the world. But on yesterday's, oh, and by the way, if you're listening to my podcast for the first time, Homegirl Thursday is when I normally drop new episodes of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. I may do a bonus motivational Monday episode, but usually Thursdays is when I drop. But I've been doing some things uh, professionally off-app that has been um, somewhat of a transition for the month of June. So I did not make as many podcast episodes, but I did want to make a promise to post every day on social media just to let people know that I'm still here. So um, today is Friday, though, and I took Thursday to rest. Um, I ended a chapter at one of my um, places that I do work at. So I just wanted to rest and kind of sleep that off and come to you all with pure energy for today. So, Friday is when we drops, yes. But Thursday is when I normally drop. So, I just wanted to keep that in mind with y'all from a podcast perspective. But yesterday, I talked about practicing honor within anger. And this is something I've had to work on for the last at least 15 years. I used to be very high-headed and very short-tempered. If you knew me for a long time, you know that I did not play. And I don't mean that as a flex. I mean that in terms of you could look at me for too long and I'd be like, what's up? <laughs> like, you got a problem? Like, what's the deal? Um, and... I usually, and, I, and I'll go into that a little bit more as time goes on because it's amazing how you can get perspective when you're in the therapist chair, and then how much perspective you get about yourself when you're actually the therapist in the therapist chair. So it's been kind of interesting, and I want to share with you all some of the things that I've learned on my own journey prayerfully that it helps someone else on their journey. But one of the things I had to learn was practicing honor within anger. Anger is an emotion, but usually it is a secondary emotion. And at some point, we have to figure out what is the underlying thing that has us react in that way that causes us to be angry. If you are familiar with the feelings wheel, this is a prime example of how to decipher what that anger is beyond that initial reaction. Um, Emotions are very complex, but sometimes they can be pretty straightforward, depending on if you know what exactly you're dealing with. Um, And then trying to go on the journey of pinpointing what the root is where this was you know is there any type of um identifying factors or anything that happened in your childhood anything that happened in your your adulthood anything within your experience that caused you to react this way is it just an instant situation is in terms of it being a one-time thing is it something that is a trauma response there's so many layers to it right but in terms of how we react in terms of anger the simple part that i'm saying is. It's a secondary emotion and we have to figure out what that is. Either way it goes, though, when we have these situations where we're angry, um, sometimes we feel the need to level the playing field. And sometimes that causes us to lash out in ways that are not within our character in terms of at least being to our core, which means that we hurt people that we love because of our anger whether it's justified or not okay sometimes you gotta let somebody know what time it is it is what it is i mean the journey is fluid so i'm not gonna say accept disrespect and not you know what i'm saying you know sometimes you gotta uh, let folks know that you aren't to be played with in however way that is authentic to you but when it comes to preserving the bonds of people that you care about and not wanting to burn the bridge with the folks that you love and wanting to make sure that you have healthy ways to communicate your feelings to the ones that you care about Practicing honor within your anger is something that we are not taught, but we absolutely have to learn because a lot of times we'll continue to react, 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 and we will slowly erode the bond to where there's nothing left and there's nothing left for another person to want to accept from us and then we're upset because all of a sudden that person doesn't want to deal with us anymore when in actuality they just got fed up with how we process our emotions and how we react to that with them and they're just not gonna stand for it anymore they're gonna set their boundary or we might be on the other end of that like I had an ex um who used to like say all kinds of crazy stuff to get under my skin. And once I realized he was trying to do that, at at some point, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to get a rise out of me. You're trying to make me react because you want me to feel the way you're feeling in that moment for whatever reason that is. So, you know, and at some point I said, I'm not I'm not about to keep dealing with this. I'm about to exit. Like, I'm not about to keep sitting here being nobody's verbal punching bag because somebody feel away and don't know how to properly get the help that they need or properly express themselves, I set a clear boundary and I said, I'm not going to have this person in my life anymore. And I made moves. So, you know, it happens on both sides of the coin, whether you're the person who is lashing out, whether you're the person that's receiving the lashing or whether you're both. So I wanted to go over some quick things about how, because some people said, how do you not practice honor and anger? So I know better. And I'm glad that people ask that. Um, I'm going to list a couple of ways that these things can show up. When we dishonor our loved ones within our anger. And when I list these things, I want you to ask yourself, how can I prevent these things from happening? So with that being said, the first thing is a feeling of losing. That is what can lead us to practice dishonor within our anger. When we feel away for whatever reason, sometimes there can be an overwhelming need to get the lit back, as they say. You know, sometimes we got to get our lit back. And especially, this is, this is definitely exacerbated when you're having a disagreement in front of others. Nothing heightens or escalates a conflict than an audience. So when you're having a disagreement in front of other people, especially others that are clearly showing verbal or audible or visual even expressions of what's going on, smacking their teeth, um, making noises like, ooh, or... Mm. Whether they are meaning to um to heighten it or not, they're not helping. <laughs> or they making faces when somebody done said something, you know, it's just it's just not a good look. And you know, the last thing you need to do is automatically escalate the situation because if you have a feeling of losing and these folks are out here contributing as bystanders to the conflict, it's going to it's gonna add different influences now. So is the need to really de escalate, is the need to come to a resolution, or is it a need to cover your embarrassment at that point, right? So, I want you to think about how can you prevent that from happening in your own bonds. And again, this is not just romantic. This is across all bonds that you have. Professional bonds, platonic bonds, romantic bonds, familial bonds, you know. Now, the second thing is acting impulsively. Somewhat related to the uh, first thing that I mentioned. When we are feeling angry and we have the need to react and we have to, you know, get that lit back. There usually is not a time for pause, at least not a time for us to voluntarily take the pause, right? We always have opportunity to do things, but when we need to get that lit back, we got to get it back immediately. There is no time for rational thinking. The only thing that is to think about is how to react as swiftly as possible to even the playing field as swiftly as possible. So I want you to think about that. How can you prevent that from happening? The third way that we, and there's, and there's many ways, by the way, but the third one that we, uh, we practice dishonor in our anger is creating the narrative in your head of what you think it is versus what it really is. Sometimes our pride will not allow us to see clarity because our feelings are hurt. Sometimes, again, we feel our ways and we don't want to actually get to the bottom of what's going on. Sometimes we just need to react. Sometimes some of us have a long day. And we just need to explode and unleash that energy. Or sometimes we're holding on to things for days, for months, weeks, or years. And even though this one conflict might not have been the cause, we give that one conflict the energy as if it has been plaguing us our entire life. And that causes us to disrespect and dishonor those that we love, not because of necessarily what happened, but because of the fire that we've been carrying this entire time that this seems to trigger All the things that's happening. I don't think that's fair. I can understand why people do it, but it's not fair. And, you know, or or even it could be just a long day. It could have been a long day. That conflict, like I said, could be that one thing where it's like, you know what? I'm about to light it up. I'm about to, you about to get the entire stress that I've been dealing with for my entire day. And, you know, we don't, again, clarify it. We have to just get it off just to release. And those short-term gratification tactics are not always sustainable long-term when it comes to building relationships. So, again, I want you to ask yourself, how can you prevent this from happening? The fourth thing, tone and delivery. There are many different ways to say the same thing. There's a difference of saying, just so I'm clear, what did you mean by that? and what the hell you mean by that or what you're trying to say so what are you saying there's different ways to say the same thing and sometimes something as simple as tone and delivery can really de-escalate or escalate a situation where we are feeling a certain way and again the way we address folks can also be honorable or dishonorable with all due respect i'm a bit confused on what just happened here can you can you explain that a little more so i have a clear understanding Versus, you know what? Before I smack you, or before I, before you get cussed out, you need to explain that. Or before you get cussed out, let me let me clarify because you know I don't have to cuss you out over nothing that's stupid. Now at that point, now you're you're implying that there's going to be some kind of negative reaction, and to avoid someone being punished, you need to clarify, or that other person needs to clarify. What that does is, even with you claiming that you're being considerate by wanting to avoid a cuss out. You've kind of implied a threat to that person. And you know how folks deal with uh, each other when they threaten. Now, there is no, well, let me not say that. There's a lower possibility of folks to be civil. Because now, when you've implied a threat, there's a need to be defensive. And when there's a need to be defensive, now, you don't really dictate how people respond now. Because now, you know, folks are going to now feel the need to defend themselves. And then also, the fifth thing is not letting people get their point out. Now, I understand there can be exceptions to this rule. Sometimes folks may need to write some stuff down or write their points down so they don't get lost. Sometimes folks might say something incorrect and to avoid them feeling away, we might need to say, hey, not to interrupt you, but I just want to clarify a point you made because that technically is not accurate. This is actually what happened. There's so many different ways that that can be played with. But when it comes to, ah, 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 no, 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 no. When you start interrupting people in that way or I'm going to stop you right there or... Now, you're not gonna, I'm not going to let you say that. When you start getting us to that point, now we are not allowing people to get their points off to at least understand why they feel the way they feel or why the conflict exists on their end to avoid further conflict. So I just want to go over those quick ways, five ways that we practice dishonor within our anger. Some things don't always have to be um, reality show style drama. It doesn't always have to be a big firework display of dishonor. Sometimes it's just not acknowledging their ability to participate in the diffusion of the conflict itself. So I just want to put that on y'all's heart. Don't forget to download the link in my show notes to get that 10-minute free love meditation. And if you need anything else, don't forget to tap in with me on social media at Spiritual Homegirl. And remember to boo friends, trust the journey, trust yourself, and whatever you do, do it with love, including practicing honor within your anger, okay? Love y'all. Peace.